This is the 50th episode of Decoding Fox News, and I'm your host, Juliet Jeske. Each week, I watch and analyze 15 hours of Fox News and then break it down. I watch all the Fox News you'd never want to. This project is made possible by the Town Knight Center for News Integrity at the Craig Newmark Graduate School of Journalism at CUNY. Just want to say very quickly, I'm a graduate, not a student. And if you don't know me, I have a long history covering and researching the far right, specifically a hate group known as the Proud Boys, and I just appeared on MSNBC and talked about it, so Lord knows what's going to happen to me in the next week. (laughs) So this is the first clip, and it's sort of the trend of Fox News last week. It starts with Dana Perino. This first clip is the day before the State of the Union address. I'm just going to cut it off after there, but just to get a sense of what we're digging into with this episode. There's a lot in this episode. This one's a little heavy, so I'm going to do my best to keep it going. And I wouldn't be surprised if during this unity speech, he decides to say that if you look at the Republicans, they're the ones who want to take away your Social Security. Mm -hmm. They're the ones who want to take away your Medicare. They're the ones, this, that, and the other thing. And it's going to come off pretty badly for some people. Now, that was Dana Perino on Monday on the 5, which is at 5 p.m., the day before the State of the Union address. This next clip is at 5 o'clock, the same day as the State of the Union address. Notice her message doesn't really change much. Well, the president will be going to Wisconsin and Florida, and one of the things he's going to do is assure everybody that it's the Democrats who are going to protect Medicare and Social Security. Now, we all know, of course, if you watch the State of the Union address, that a few hours after Dana Perino said that statement, Joe Biden, President Biden, a man who's known for making vocal gaffes and for saying things in awkward ways and for stumbling when he speaks sometimes, managed to miraculously turn a booing and heckling crowd of Republican lawmakers on a dime to get them to commit on camera, in real time, that they would not cut Social Security or Medicaid, Medicare, brilliantly, because they claimed that he was lying when he said that some Republicans wanted to cut Social Security. And if you are politically inclined in any way, shape, or form, or you pay attention to the news, you know that Joe Biden was speaking the truth, because there are Republicans on record who have said aggressively, enthusiastically, that they wanted to change entitlements drastically or they wanted to cut benefits, change the retirement age, whatever. There's different versions of this theme, but there are definitely Republicans who have expressed that point of view. So he was not lying. And now Fox is going to go on this parade, the show of lying. Now, Before we get to the rest of the clip, if you've just stumbled on this podcast and you're like, why is this woman yelling and why are there Fox media clips? I don't like Fox. Well, I don't like Fox either. Think of this as your support group for friends, family members, relatives, colleagues, coworkers of people who are entrenched in Fox. I will help you understand this craziness and I will help you understand and decode the nonsense that they spew at you every day. Now, very quickly, the title to today's episode is Fox News 
directly lies to its viewers regarding Republicans and Social Security. Plus, the balloon that won't die. Oh yeah, they talked about that again. The balloon. So these are the shows I went over last week, which is Fox and Friends, The First Hour, The Five, and Tucker Carlson Tonight. Now, Fox lies about Rick Scott's plans on Social Security. Rick Scott. Now, there are other Republicans, of course, who have made statements in the past regarding cutting or majorly altering entitlement programs such as Medicare, Medicare and Social Security. But Rick Scott, most famously, just last year, introduced this wacky 11-point plan, which is now a 12-point plan, in which he believes that we should sunset every federal program every five years. And that's was not popular, not even, not even with Republicans, but he's still pushing it. So, and now he's kind of trying to backpedal and, and whatnot. So I'm going to play the rest of the clip where Rick Scott is brought up. Now, this next one is from the day after the State of the Union address, and this is from Fox and Friends. So this is Ansley Earnhardt, uh, Brian Kilmeade, and Steve Ducey. And they're going to discuss this a little bit. And they're also going to basically confuse their audience about what's really happening. The cover of the New York Post says Joe Lydon, president, tells so many fibs during the speech we can't keep count. When you do the fact checking, when he talks about Medicare and Social Security, when he disagreed with something he said, if they thought that he wasn't telling the truth. One of the biggest moments was when he talked about Medicare and Social Security. We knew he was probably going to say this going up to it. If you watched any of our shows, we were all saying he's going to say that Republicans want to get rid of your Social social Security. They want to get rid of your Medicare. Well, he did that. And Republicans were prepared. So what he's talking about, Rick Scott had a suggestion about uh, sunsetting Social Security and Medicare. That was just one suggestion a while back. But we knew that Joe Biden was going to do this because he does it every time. He talks about how Republicans want to cut your Social Security and Medicare, which really angers people. It also it's not true. Number two it was Rick Scott. Rick Scott did this crazy thing and said, Social Security is going to be bankrupt in 10 years. So he said, we have to look at this and reform it. And they said, oh, we got a talking point for the midterms. But actually, Rick Scott was actually being responsible. But politically, it was detrimental. When he criticized um, the Republicans and saying he started by saying many and then he stopped himself. And he said some Republicans mm-hmm. want to stop social, uh, social Security and Medicare. And they booed him. Meanwhile, Probably. Republicans are thinking about how to cut Social Security. Right. you, you got to think some of them secretly do work for the Democratic Party. Now, Tucker Carlson saying that was the first time I saw last week, really the only time that anybody on Fox News actually sort of acknowledged it. Yeah, some Republicans actually do want to cut Social Security. But he did it in a way that was like under his breath and it was subtle. And I don't even know if most viewers would have caught that. So this next clip, though, is I immediately recognize this because it's from a Bernie Sanders ad. And it's a clip taken out of context. And just play it and then we'll go through it. As a senator put forward a bill of his own. Freeze federal spending. I meant Social Security as well. So Fox is getting so desperate. And that was a little bit later in the week that they pulled this super old clip from 1995 of Biden saying something problematic about Social Security benefits. Where did they get that clip? Well, that clip was I, I recognized it immediately. That clip was used in a Bernie Sanders campaign ad. And it's taken a little bit out of context. That was a bill 
that was proposed in 1995, and it was going to freeze all federal spending temporarily, and it was some sort of deficit measure. It did not pass, and it dropped, and, and Biden did not keep pushing it, and he wasn't the only person pushing it, and it wasn't specifically for Social Security. That ad was used out of context because they used it to try to say in the ad for Bernie Sanders, and I'm not bashing Bernie Sanders. I think every political candidate does things in a similar manner with campaign ads. I think this is just part of running for any sort of office. They try to couch it as, well, Biden's been attacking Social Security for 40 years. That is not true. Biden's, um, and I want to address this because it's something that Fox News is going to bring up and Republicans are going to bring up, is Biden's track record with Social Security and entitlements is a little up and down. I would say easily for the past 20 years, he's been very much protecting Social Security and protecting benefits for everyone. But it's been a little up and down. And if you want to look at that at PolitiFact, it goes through very detailed, all the way back from his first year as senator to recent comments. And I will just quote two recent comments that he made. 2019, he said we should be increasing, not decreasing Social Security. And then in 2020, he said we urgently urgently needed action to make the program solvent and prevent cuts to American retirees, which I don't think that is very ambiguous. And I wanted to show that because what they did on Fox and Friends is they just showed that one tiny little clip and then they never really brought it up again, which was even crazier. Um, Because it's like, what you just showed that in the intro into the show, it's like, ooh, look, Biden's scary. And at least when Bernie Sanders put it in an ad, when his campaign put it in an ad, there was a little bit more context there. But no, they didn't show the date. They didn't show anything. Just that one clip. That's it. And then they're like, hey, look, Biden's as bad as Republicans. It's like, no, he's not. Now, I did include, and this took me a long time to find, a very, because I needed something very concise, a clip of Rick Scott sort of trying to defend his crazy plan. Now, everything I found, this is why this was so difficult to find, was Rick Scott, when he would be asked a question about it, he would basically filibuster and he would just start talking about like, well, it's not going to cut Social Security and da 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 And he'd just talk about all these other things. So I managed to find this very brief clip. It's from a local NBC affiliate. The reporter who asks them the question is named, he's got a crazy name. He's from St. Louis originally, I believe. He used to be on air at St. Louis. It's Matt Sketsny. And he just asks him one brief question, and his answer is very telling. So this is a reporter and Senator Rick Scott. You have to admit that making Social Security and Medicare up for renewal every five years will make a lot of seniors, including here in the state of Florida, a little nervous, don't you think? I'm, look, I want to make sure their program survives. I know that's kind of a subtle clip there, but basically a reporter asks him a point-blank question, and he responds to, instead of saying, I'm not going to sunset it. I'm going to leave it alone. He responds to, I want to make sure that program survives. Now, let's decode that. When you say you want to make sure the program survives, what you're not saying is, I'm going to make sure that you get the benefits that you expected. I'm going to keep uh, the retirement age at 65. I'm not going to change the rate at which you get benefits back. He's not saying that at all. He's just saying, I want to keep that program survive. You know, I want to make sure that program survives. So basically what he's saying is, I'm going to cut it. You know, he's implying he could cut it. He could, you know, raise the retirement age. He could reduce benefits. He didn't, you know, sunset it. What? 
every five years, that's dangerous. And that would scare a lot of people. So sorry, Rick Scott. I don't think that was very convincing. Your answer was not convincing at all. So and real quick, before we get to the next section, Biden also said in his State of the Union address that the he was going to have on WhiteHouse.gov a list of all the times Republicans and all the ways Republicans have said or done things that would indicate that they want to cut Social Security benefits. Now, it's also fairly comprehensive, and he called out four uh, Republican lawmakers, and I will list them right now. Senator Mike Lee of Utah, Senator Rick Scott, of course, of Florida, Senator John Thune of South Dakota, and Representative Steve Scalise of Louisiana. Now, there are many people you could put more names on that list, in my humble opinion, but those are the four that are on the WhiteHouse.gov um, website. And it also includes like other like more broad sweeping plans and votes by the Republican Party that I would recommend if you want to check it out. There's a hyperlink in the newsletter. But that was very interesting because I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it, Biden. You told me to check out your website. I'm checking out your website. So um, the next topic up is basically how they kept handling the State of the Union address. And there's some really bad takes in this. And I forgot to do this earlier, but I'm going to just plug this now. I am not corporate media. I am paid for via a grant. Um, the grant is, grant is a very humble grant. So uh, if you would like to help out the project, I have a Patreon at Decoding Fox News for Patreon. And then I also have my Substack at Decoding Fox News. I have paid and free subscriptions. And if you want to just do a one-time donation, there's a little dollar sign next to my name. On my Twitter account, you can you can do you can make a donation that way or not. If you just tell friends to listen to the podcast or read the newsletter, that also helps me tremendously. So sorry, I forgot to do that earlier. And I it does matter because the times I've forgotten, I, I, you can tell you can tell I forgot to plug that. And um, again, if you're just listening and you can't help out, that's perfectly fine. I totally understand. I, I consume a lot of media. I pay for some media because it's it's hard. You know, it's hard. There's just a lot out there. So um, next up, we have the State of the Union Address again and how the five, and if you don't know the five, it's a show that comes on at 5 p.m. It is the number one rated show on Fox. This show mystifies me that it's so popular. It's kind of like The View um, in that they sit around a table and talk, and it's the dumbest show on Fox. I, I lose my mind at this show because it's so stupid. Because they talk about completely inane, stupid things. And yes, I sometimes make fun of their voices, which you'll hear. I'll do very quickly, again, if you're new to the podcast. My Judge Janine, and I have to move really far away from the mic or I'm going to blow it out. Listen, if you don't shut up, I'm going to take this pen and I'm going to throw it at your head. Uh, she's endlessly entertaining. Okay, so this next clip is uh, the cast of the five talking about the State of the Union address the day after. It sounded like an ultra MAGA speech to me. Uh, he plagiarized the entire Trump platform. Uh, if the guy had had blonde hair and a tan, I thought Trump would have still been president if you listened to it. I'm not really upset with how people were screaming and yelling. Like, I'm not a big decorum guy. They're like a pet owner whose dog, you know, finally, you know, is potty trained outside. And I didn't go, oh, look what he did. Oh, he's such a good little boy. Yeah. They're, they're, they're well, it when when he started with the forgotten man that's when i started thinking about 
President Trump. Remember, let's make America great again with President Reagan. Let's make America great again. And the forgotten man is FDR. One Republican senator apparently said it, and now they're going to broad brush everyone. And at that point, I don't blame them. They had to take a position. I don't like that it wasn't as, you know, as, as a proper as it might have been. But at that point, there are so many people watching this speech. They needed to hear mm -hmm. that they are not in favor of this and stop gaslighting us, stop lying. And the other thing that that when he started talking about big oil mm -hmm. and he says, how dare big oil make these profits and use the record profit to buy back their own stock, rewarding the CEOs and shareholders. We are either a capitalist country yeah. or we are not. OK, that is Judge Jeanine. She's probably the most distinctive voice on the entire network. And that cracks me up because she was screaming about gas prices for months and Hopefully, if I remember to do this tomorrow, I'm going to cut that out and put it, pair that with some of her complaining about gas prices. Because, like, judge, you can have capitalism without price gouging. You can have capitalism without monopolies and trusts and things that hurt consumers. Yes, you can. I know. Call me crazy. And anyway, this next clip is also along that theme. It's also Judge Janine. And for him to say they shouldn't be doing that is outrageous. And he forgets that he came into office saying, I'm going to shut down the fossil fuel industry. I'm canceling the pipeline. I'm not going to sign new drilling leases. And then he says, how dare you? I'm still working on a whole piece because uh, it's it's this gig's hard. It's like I always say it's like on, I'm on a treadmill that I can't quite keep up with. Um but I want to do like a full length piece just on the oil and gas industry and how much Fox misleads their viewers about it. Now, that last clip is funny because she says basically, oh, you know, he's killed. Basically, she implies that President Biden has killed the oil and gas industry. Just He went into office and he said, I'm going to end fossil fuels. Well, those same companies had record breaking profits last year. Judge Jeanine, record breaking profits. Profits. I also found that was Greg Gutfeld compl comparing uh, the president to a dog. And then both Judge Janine and Jesse Waters basically said that um, that uh, that Biden was trying to be Trump, which is, you know, beyond humorous. And the other voice that you heard there was Harold Ford Jr. And he's basically saying, no, 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 that was FDR. He's sort of correcting Judge Janine there slightly. He's like the moderate. He's supposed to be the liberal on the show, but he's not at all liberal. Like he's, he has praised George W. Bush and said that we needed a border wall. And he said really fond things about Trump. So he's not quite all the way to Fox Republican, but he's definitely not a liberal. He identifies as a Democrat. And I'm just like, I don't really know why, sir, because you're not really, I don't, okay, you confuse me. Now, the next one is this crazy, wacky balloon that it, they just won't let the story die. And if you're wondering, today they were talking about it again. Hannity dedicated a ton of time to it today, but that won't be included because this is uh, the podcast for last week's coverage. But yeah, this balloon, I am so over this balloon because my attitude, because I've had people like scold me about this on Twitter, but my attitude towards the spy balloon is that everyone spies on everyone all the time. Every major world power has spies on the ground, has satellites pointed all over the place. I think it's naive to think that they don't. I think this is just kind of what happens. This balloon was kind of wacky 
and that I think it flew too low and that's why everybody saw it and that's why this was a big deal. And now they're shooting things down like crazy. But I just, I don't think that this is that unusual. I think this has probably gone on for decades. World powers spy on each other. I don't, I don't know. I just, I wasn't that shocked and we're not actually at war with China and I'm sure that they have satellites that can see all this stuff anyway. So I, I wasn't quite... I'm not saying that we shouldn't be alarmed by it, but I'm not going to freak out over it either. And like, it's funny that like, you know, I, you know, what are the Chinese going to get from me? I'm talking about my cats again. Oh, I have Odin and I have Thor. Odin and Thor. Odin is the big cat. Thor is the little cat. Thor destroys everything. Odin's a sweetheart. They're both sweethearts, but Thor destroys everything. And he's the size of a kitten. Anyway, moving on. This is from all three shows that I covered. Um, and I just sort of collected clips about the balloon. Now to a balloon. You would think that uh, the chief of staff would get an alert. I just want to tell you there's been three balloons detected. We don't want to tell the president why. Is he golfing? What was he doing? Uh, why, president how could said that... it's not true. If it, President yeah. Trump said if that had happened, I would have shot it down. Right. Uh, right. Absolutely. But, but the... So very briefly, because you can't see the Chiron, um, this is Kilmeade. He's talking to the person who spotted the balloon and the, the first reporter to uh, write a story about it. Joining us right now, the Montana resident who spotted the balloon, Chase Doak, along with the newspaper editor and his friend. He called at the Billings Gazette, Larry Mayer. Yeah, uh, Chase and uh, Larry, thanks for what you did. Uh, you really, uh, uh, you actually did something. You, you changed the course of history between two superpowers. Has no one living in Montana, Alaska, even less people. You know how the radius was to pick up this thing that fell into the ocean? Seven miles. You're saying you couldn't find a seven-square-mile area in Alaska or Montana to recover this thing? Last time I checked, too, when electronics get wet, they fizzle out. When it lands on land, they probably survive better. Okay, I feel obligated to point this one out. Now, if some, an object falls to the ground, it's going to smash in a million pieces. If an object falls into the water... Guess what? <laughs> it's more likely to survive. Think about like the capsules that used to drop from space, like when astronauts came. Did they fall on land? No, Jesse Waters, they did not. Don't get me started on Jesse Waters. I don't even know how that man functions sometimes. I really don't. I'm like, can he tie his shoes? I don't know. I think he hires someone to do that for him because his brain doesn't work. I just said that out loud. I don't even care. Okay, sorry. I, I get worked up sometimes. I get worked up. Here's the rest of the clip. It's almost like Joe Biden wanted the <laughs> balloon sack to get wet. <laughs> so the FBI takes it. So the FBI now has the laptop and it has the Chinese balloon sack in Quantico. They're analyzing both. In other words, an F-22 cannot take down one of these. It's not a damn balloon from a birthday party. It's a spy craft. Again, with their moonshine and their shotguns and their extra chromosomes, thinking it's okay to shoot down Chinese spy balloons. When every sophisticated person knows, Donald Trump himself knew the best way to handle Chinese spy balloons, let them pass. Again, just like Trump did. Trump, Trump, he's good all of a sudden. That's what they're saying. Now, of course, once again, they can't say more because it's classified. Wish we could. Sorry. I mean, you'd think that the balloon was still in the air, like menacing Fox headquarters at this point. No, it got shot down. Oh, goodness. Just wanted to include that because it's still full on hysteria about a balloon that doesn't exist anymore. That's literally like in pieces that the Navy's like picking up. Anyway, this next one, 
really could I could have done an entire episode on this one, but I think it's very important to include it. This was my personal favorite clip of the week because I love it when I can just catch Tucker Carlson at something. This is Tucker Carlson completely misleading his viewers about a crime story. And I knew something was up because this just did not seem right. And I it, this this just did not seem right. And it took me quite a bit to find the true answer to this. I'm just going to play the clip and we're going to cut it up as, as it goes. A 23-year-old felon called Javon Taylor, who had a long criminal record, convictions for armed robbery, for example, began threatening a female clerk, apparently because the gas station didn't carry the kind of cigars that he wanted. That's when an off-duty fireman called Anthony Santee, who was inside, decided to step in. He told Javon Taylor to leave the store. Well, in response to that, Taylor began threatening him and then ran toward his SUV outside. Santee followed him outside because he suspected that Javon Taylor would retrieve a gun from the car, and that's exactly what he did. Javon Taylor pulled an illegal handgun with an extended magazine from his SUV. Santee, not wanting to get shot, put Taylor in a headlock, and that's when Javon Taylor handed the gun to his girlfriend, and his girlfriend shot the unarmed fireman in the back, killing him. It was an execution. It's not a close call. The footage is online. We're not going to show it to you because it's awful, but if you have any doubt, you can watch it. So there's no debate about what happened here. And yet the local social justice DA, Gene Peters Baker, refused to press charges against the person who killed the firefighter. Now, why? Well, there may have been a political component. And we know that because online, BLM activists immediately celebrated the killing on racial grounds. Javon Taylor was black. Anthony Santee was white. That was enough for them. They're glad he's dead. Okay. Yeah, you can tell anybody with a brain that works who's not already inherently racist and a big, huge fan of Tucker Carlson knows that that cannot be right. That just cannot be right. This this white man that died was a fireman. He was not well known in the community as like some big racist. He did not scream racial slurs at a black man during the... There's, I couldn't find anything about that. If that happened, I could not find any evidence of that. I don't think that that, it, that, that did happen. So why on earth? Would Black Lives Matter activists be happy that this random white man was killed in basically a fight that got out of hand? They weren't. That's not what happened. The reason why the girlfriend was not charged with a crime was because Missouri has a stand-your-ground law. Her boyfriend, because he was an ex-con, he was not supposed to have a gun, was charged with weapons, with possession of a weapon, and because I know Missouri law, my sister's a criminal defense attorney. I called her about this one. He will definitely most likely do hard time for that. They do not mess around if you're a felon with a gun like that. All right. But the reason why she did not get charged. And I, I this took me over an hour to find because uh, I kept finding articles on it, but I couldn't find the right article on it that really explained the law. And this is what the prosecutor wrote. The facts specifically demonstrate that the shooting female fired a single shot in defense of a man who was being strangled. A witness supported the woman's account of the incident and described the 23-year-old man, who Santi was on top of as totally defenseless, and added that he couldn't talk, couldn't breathe, and was turning purple. Now, you're probably familiar with Stand Your Ground laws because they were involved with the controversial killing of Trayvon Martin who was an unarmed 17-year-old high school student 
who was holding candy and an iced tea at the time of his death. At that time, Florida's version of Stand Your Ground law protected Martin's killer, George Zimmerman, from a criminal sentence. Zimmerman was able to argue that he faced an intimate threat and was therefore able to use lethal force with death or serious injury without first trying to escape. These laws are nutty. They were written by pro-gun activists. And now, when it's a black person killing a white person, oh, now we're not going to mention them. Right, Tucker Carlson? We're not going to mention the fact that this extreme right-wing law that basically lets anybody with a gun become an executioner under certain circumstances and not face any sort of uh, consequences for that, we're going to act like now, we're not even going to act like it exists because we don't like the scenario of a black woman killing a white man because she thought the white man was going to kill her boyfriend. And the boyfriend's hardly blameless because... You know, you don't bring a gun to a, a fight over something as stupid as cigars in a gas station. But people get in fights over incredibly stupid things all the time. And a gun just makes everything horrible. Again, talk to any criminal defense attorney. So often, all it takes in these situations is a gun. And you can have something that would normally just, basically, if the two people just walked away, they calm down... Maybe they beat each other up. Maybe they get hurt a little bit. But once a gun enters the picture, now you've got dead people. And the person will often say to things to my sister like, I-, I will regret this for the rest of my life. And I didn't mean to kill anybody. But that instant that it takes to pull that trigger is the reason why now somebody's son or daughter or spouse or child is dead. And these stand your ground laws are nutty. And that's exactly what happened here. And Tucker Carlson knew that and he left it out because he'd rather have his audience believe, I think. I mean, again, I can't see inside his head, but he would rather, the way he framed that, think that this black woman got away with a a murder or manslaughter or however it would be charged normally because she was black. When in fact it was no, this was Missouri. I'm from Missouri and their laws are a little wacky. So, and on that note, we've got another really depressing one, but I thought this was very important to include. This one was the one clip, it's short, but it's the one clip on Fox News. I've been doing this for a year. That I had to get up from my computer, walk away, turn everything off, and try not to hurt something. Not like a living object, like like an inanimate object, like not try to break a plate or smash a glass. This was the one time where I went, okay, I need an emotional break. And I'm again, this is, I watch 15, sometimes up to 30 hours of Fox a week. And this clip pushed me over the edge. So there's a warning here. This is very harsh. This is Jesse Waters again, uh, making an absolutely ridiculous statement about slavery in the United States. This was during a topic about reparations. If you want to discuss reparations, you know, I'm not going to give my opinion on it, but people have very strong opinions about reparations. I get it. But this is not. This made me want to give everybody, every black person money. This speech wanted me to take my wallet out and be like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm, so- I'm just sorry. I don't have any money, but I- I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Because what he says here is so freaking horrible. So, this is Jesse Waters on slavery 
in the United States. Brace yourself, and I mean it. This is bad. Yes, black labor in the South contributed to an enormous amount of wealth for these plantation owners. Black slavery built Southern railroads, ports, but not a lot of white people owned slaves in the South, and it was abolished in the North in like 1804. It was never even in the West. So yes, they contributed to building parts of America, but so did the Irish, the English, the Scotch, the Welsh, the Germans. Everybody built America. And when you say who built something, well, who designed it? Who was the architect? Who financed it? Labor's just a part of it. So if we're going to have a conversation about reparations, which I'm open to since I'm 1% black. Yeah, that's true. And I might get a check. Jesse, uh, you have Jesse. to talk about it accurately. <laughs> so what makes that clip even more problematic is that Harold Ford Jr. is black, and he makes a comment, Jesse, Jesse. I'm like, I don't know what's going on there. That is just, okay, I studied extremism before I covered Fox News. And so that meant I would read about neo-Nazis, Nazis. I worked on projects specifically about extremism. I had tons of experience uh, studying the Proud Boys and knowing like everything their founders said backwards and forwards just horrific stuff. And I have the stomach for it. I don't know why I have this, this ability to handle it, but I do. And there are times where I do kind of snap. And this was one of them because, and this is disturbing. When I heard Jesse say that little speech about slavery, I can tell you with all honesty, I've heard avowed proud white nationalists with swastikas tattooed on their arms, basically say the same thing. One of the ways that you can tell that it's going to go down a dark path is when they say Irish, because the Irish did, I'm part Irish, have a very rough time in this country, and Irish indentured servants went through a lot. But there's a fundamental difference between a black and a white person in this country, especially at that time, because a white person could blend in, they could come up with a new identity, they could flee easier, they could become somebody new, and they were never, an indentured servant was never owned for life, never a black slave was, and their children were. The idea, another thing that white supremacists will brag about, and they do brag about this, they try to act like our slavery was somehow different, was because the U.S. stopped the importation of slaves, whereas the Caribbean and South America continued to import slaves. That was mainly because our climate was is a little bit easier, and so the mortality rate was lower. That's how depressing that is. And we actually brag about that. We brag about the fact that a baby would be born as property of another human being and die as property of another human being. Hey, and maybe if things weren't going well for the slave owner, he'd sell his, his siblings off to another slave owner or his mom off to another slave owner. That, that We know what happened. There's documents. We can prove it. So I'm, I'm sorry. that I, just, I played that because I think it's important to show how incredibly racist and horrible Fox News is. And the fact that that was not even a, that was not even a hiccup for that network. Did not get coverage. Nobody covered it. I didn't see any newspapers or anything pick that clip up. I've seen them pick up clips that are scandalous before Fox, but that one, nope, no biggie. And I think it's just because the bar has gotten so low for Fox. It, nothing is shocking anymore. They could just say horrible things and people just go, oh yeah, well, that's Fox. So, oh well. Um, so next up we have like on a dime, I'm going to change tone here. Bogus expert of the week. 
And again, if you're a regular, you know that I do a goofy, goofy Midwestern voice when I do. It's a bogus expert, you know, like phony, like fake, like Velveeta cheese. Although I love Velveeta cheese because it melts so smooth. It doesn't separate like that regular cheese. You can, you can make taco dip out of it or queso. Okay, so, you know, Midwesterners love bad Mexican food. They love like Americanized Mexican food. And I know this because I'm from Missouri, which some people call the South, some people call the Midwest. It's kind of both. Anyway, bogus ex expert of the week was a man named Kevin Bass. He was on Tucker Carlson tonight. He's kind of the ultimate uh, bogus expert of the week because he wrote an editorial in Newsweek where he, <laughs> so obnoxious, apologized for the medical community for getting COVID-19 wrong, which, okay. Now, it's funny because Kevin Bass is a medical med student, and apparently he's spent like a really long time in school, so he may not actually become a doctor, who knows. Um, and he kept saying ordinary people. I don't have a media clip for this because it really wasn't that uh, compelling, but he kept saying ordinary people, like the ordinary people who are worried about COVID now, the ordinary people, the ordinary people, kind of implying that he was not an ordinary person. And then somebody dug up this old tweet. He deleted it, but I found several sources that retweeted it um, and had screenshots of it and verified that it was real. He said this on a tweet in 2019. I don't see how we can avoid eugenics in the 21st century. Jobs for the less intelligent are scarcer and scarcer. Big social problems are on the horizon What's a credible alternative response versus eugenics? People need meaning and purpose. And that was nuts. And I triple checked because I was like, well, it's deleted. I don't know. But I kept seeing other people tweet it. And then he had recent tweets where he discussed eugenics. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know if that's ever a good idea to discuss on social media. That's kind of a, kind of a bad topic unless you say eugenics is horrible. And if you don't know what eugenics is, it was this horrible study in the like 1920s that kind of led a little bit to Nazism. This idea of like purity and you had to be strong. And if you had a weakness, you're better off dying because it would hurt the species long term if you reproduced. It's really, really nasty, horrible science. So it's not really a science, but it was kind of how anything can be abused and twisted. Like religion can be abused or twisted. Even science can be abused and twisted, and eugenics was a great example of that. So coming up, before we run out of time, because I'm running a little bit over on this one, stories that Fox News ignored. Every week, I compare 15 hours of Fox News to five hours of the PBS NewsHour. The following is a list of stories PBS covered that Fox News did not. Now, this is the big one. Former Vice President Mike Pence received a subpoena to testify as part of the special counsel investigating Donald J. Trump and his role in the riots at the U.S. Capitol on January 6th. None of the shows I covered mentioned it. Illegal border crossings dropped dramatically in January. Changes by the Biden administration that have placed limits on immigrants from Venezuela, Cuba, Nicaragua, and Haiti have caused a drop of 95% of migrants seeking asylums from those countries. Fox would never report on that. The FBI charged the leader of a neo-Nazi group for plotting to attack the Baltimore power grid. Israeli forces killed five Palestinian fighters in the West Bank last week. Hamas acknowledged that the men were part of their armed wing of the Gaza Strip. A Palestinian man rammed his car into a group of people at a bus stop in an ultra-Orthodox Jewish settlement neighborhood in East Jerusalem, killing two people, a six-year-old boy and a man in his 20s. 
North Korea showed off its new intercontinental ballistic missiles in a late-night parade. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky urged sports officials from 36 countries at a summit last week to bar Russian athletes from competing in the Olympics. The Olympic Committee said it would be discriminatory to exclude athletes from Russia and Belarus for the 2024 Games. An international team of investigators found strong indications that Russian President Vladimir Putin approved the supply of heavy anti-aircraft weapons to Ukraine separatists and Russians who shot down Malaysian Airlines flight MH17 in 2014 with a Russian missile. The investigators said they had insufficient evidence to prosecute the crash that killed all 298 people on board. Protests continued last week in Paris over the proposal to raise the retirement age from 62 to 64. Nursing and ambulance crews staged a 48-hour walkout in the UK last week due to the higher cost of living, fueled by rising costs of food and energy. Patrick Wood Crucis, a Texas man who carried out the mass shooting at a Walmart in El Paso, Texas in 2019, killing 23 people and injuring 22 more, pleaded guilty today in U.S. District Court to a 90-count federal indictment. One of the Memphis police officers charged in the killing of Tyree Nichols took photos of a bloodied and battered Nichols and sent them to other officers and a friend. PBS produced an extended segment on the plight of women and girls in Afghanistan now that the Taliban has taken over rule of the country. Women were barred from working in nearly every sector of the economy and girls no longer receive an education. The PBS segment focused on how women in that country are protesting the oppressive regime. The Nicaraguan government released over 200 political prisoners, including one American citizen, to the United States. The authoritative government jailed opposition figures and activists in the lead-up to the last election in 2021. PBS produced an extended segment on the history of Frederick Douglass, a reformer, abolitionist, orator, writer, and statesman, and his role in the civil rights and abolition movement. So far, I've seen no segments dedicated to Black History Month on Fox News. The White House welcomed President Luiz Lula da Silva of Brazil last week. Tucker Carlson has produced several segments where he claimed falsely that the last election was rigged in Lula's favor. The Biden administration has managed to reunite over 600 children with their families who were separated during the Trump administration's zero-tolerance policy. About 1,000 children remain separated. Last September, Jeff German, a reporter for the Las Vegas Review-Journal, was murdered by a local elected official who German was investigating. Journalists from the Washington Post helped follow up and finish the stories German was working on at the time of his death. When Fox initially reported on this story back in September, they claimed falsely that no other media company would cover the story as the man accused of murdering German, Robert Tellis, is a Democrat. Fox has done no follow-up reporting on this story. PBS produced a segment that addressed the increase in sex trafficking that correlates with the Super Bowl. The piece focused on steps advocacy groups and law enforcement were taking in Arizona to combat the problem. A federal appeals court struck down a law that would have barred anyone with the restraining order for domestic violence from buying a gun. This is due to a recent ruling by the Supreme Court last summer that set new standards for reviewing the nation's gun laws. So basically, and I'm going to reread that because it's a little confusing. Basically, what they said is if you have 
a restraining order for domestic violence, it's okay to buy a gun. That's what they just said. That's what the federal court just said. It's in crazy, but that's what they just ruled on. Okay, so a pro-democracy advocates face trial in Hong Kong in the largest national security trial since the sweeping national security law was imposed by Beijing. Senator John Fetterman was released from the hospital after a brief stay. Fetterman was admitted to the hospital after feeling lightheaded. Doctors ruled out a new stroke. Fox reported on Fetterman's hospitalization, but did not mention to their audience that he was released. I thought that was kind of interesting. PBS did an extended segment on anti-obesity medication. The medication has been extremely effective for some patients, but some insurers don't want to cover it. The medication was originally developed to treat diabetes. Labor Secretary Marty Walsh will deport, depart the Biden administration for a job with the National Hockey League Players Association. Crazy. I thought that one just made me laugh a little bit. Like, you're going to go work for hockey. Okay. PBS produced a segment on how some Americans in rural areas lack access to comprehensive health care specifically to treat heart disease, the number one killer of Americans. And last week marked the 30th anniversary of the Family and Medical Leave Act. President Biden celebrated the occasion by pushing for an expansion of the program. It currently provides 12 weeks of unpaid leave. It's kind of sad that in the United States, that's all we can get is unpaid leave. Okay, by the numbers, each week I take the top five topics from um, Fox News and PBS NewsHour and compare them. Fox News, the top five were State of the Union, Chinese spy balloon, Super Bowl, anti-Biden, that's just basically them bashing Biden, and green energy scams. So State of the Union was 17% of their airtime. Chinese spy balloon was 15%, which is a lot considering. PBS uh, spent 16% of their airtime on the earthquake in Turkey, which has been massive and an absolute disaster for both Turkey and parts of Syria. About 20,000 people have died. Fox News spent exactly three minutes on the same story, which is about 1% of their airtime, which is just... I can't, I can't, I, this, this episode's gotten me too worked up. I just can't, I just going to put it there and walk away. So PBS goes earthquake in Turkey interview with Joe Biden, which was 8%. It was very long state of the union. Also 8% Chinese spy balloon at 6% and women and girls in Afghanistan. So words used on Fox for the week. Uh, every, I do like this big crazy list. I go through a giant transcript of the entire 15 hours and I just search for words. Biden topped the list at 322. China and Chinese, this is quite high, 247. Balloon, 178. Trump, 105. Border, 97. Crime, timed with, uh, we've got crime, migrant, and Russia all about the same, along with inflation at 39 to 40. Then Hunter Biden, 30. Ukraine, 27. Social Security, 23. Fetterman, 11. AOC 11. I'm telling you, Fetterman's becoming the new AOC. They always bring up AOC no matter what. It's this crazy thing on Fox. She's only not made this list like three times in a year. Rick Scott, four. Earthquake, only eight. Layoffs, three. And Mike Pence, two. I added Mike Pence because he should have been a story, but he wasn't. So that's it. That's the whole crazy. We're a little long this week, but that the... um, Oh, we are very long. Anyway, I just looked at the time. But that... uh, the the social security story was big and i definitely wanted to cover the story about the crime 
that Tucker Carlson blatantly misled his voters on. So I kind of needed both of those in there. And sometimes it happens and it's okay. But uh, coming up this week, I'm going to be doing Fox and Friends, The Five and Hannity. And uh, I'm finally going to have my exclusive content for paid subscribers. I'm finally going to get caught up. It's just been brutal. I can't keep up with all this stuff. It's been, the, the publicity has been great, but it's exhausting. I am really worn out. It's just, I can't keep up. So thank you so much for listening. If you want to help out the podcast, you can go to my Patreon. It's Decoding Fox News. You can become a paid subscriber. You can make a one-time donation at my Twitter account or just tell a friend, share the podcast, tell somebody to read the newsletter, whatever works for you. Odin and Thor, the mascots for the podcast, send their love. Thank you so much for listening. I will see you at the next podcast. Thanks so much. Thank you all for coming to my one